You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, technical difficulties happened to us all, I suppose. Hence why my last episode that I recorded earlier in the week uh, arrived to the to the good folks at the Basketball Podcast Network with absolutely no audio. So <laughs> I was waiting for it to upload, and that's why it wasn't uploaded, because I sent a blank file. But it is what it is. I'm back. This is Jason Jones. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast, and... We talk Sacramento Kings, we talk hip-hop, and whatever else may come to mind. And obviously, the big thing right now with the Kings is their coaching search. Uh, and things have been changed since I recorded initially, uh, depending on who you, who you read, what you believe, that good stuff. Uh, going into this week, the Kings had three finalists for their uh, vacancy. They had Mark Jackson, Mike Brown, and Steve Clifford, and... My personal take, well, of course, it's my personal take. I'm going to give you another one's take, but I feel like Mark Jackson of that of that trio figured to be best in line for this gig uh, for a multitude of reasons that I'll kind of go over. But uh, my buddy Carmichael Dave just tweeted, I'm recording this on a Thursday, that uh, Clifford is now no longer in the running and we're down to Mike Brown. Who was meeting with the Warriors? Uh, not the Warriors. I mean, he's he's coaching. He's an assistant with the Warriors. He meets with the Kings. Uh, actually, today, and Mark Jackson. So those are your no two of your three finalists as we get into the end of the coaching search. While the Charlotte Hornets and the L.A. Lakers or Los Angeles Lakers, uh, I think the Clippers love to claim it. They'd be the L.A. in their name, but. Those teams are taking a much more deliberate approach. The Kings seem intent on hiring a coach by the end of this week, if not this, you know, or this weekend to go in the next week with their coach in place. And my instinct tells me it's Mark Jackson. I have nothing, you know, concrete on that. Just my instinct and kind of knowing the lay of the land with the Kings. But I think it'll be Mark Jackson, which of course means I'll be wrong. But hey, it is what it is. And want to kind of uh, touch on a few reasons why I believe it'll be Mark. Uh, let's just kind of go back in history. You got the fact that Vivek Ranadive was in Golden State when Mark Jackson was the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. Vivek was a, uh, had an ownership stake in the Warriors at that time before becoming the uh, principal owner of the Kings. 
And if you let's kind of go back down memory lane a, a little bit more. Probably the biggest, craziest, most, oh my God, disastrous decision the Kings made was in December of 2014 when they fired Michael Malone as their coach. And as somebody once told me, to this day, everyone's blaming someone else for why Michael Malone was fired. But at that time, I remember going in, um, this is back at the old Arco Arena, um, the Kings had a game on television, and Mark Jackson was there. He had been fired from his role with the, with you know, with the Warriors, and had gone back into television. And he was at the game, and after this whole firing thing, at some point, Vivek, Mark Jackson, and Demarcus Cousins meet, like meet up and talk for a while. Uh it's it's kind of a weird thing because at that point it was um Tyrone Corbin had taken over but we all knew that Tyrone Corbin was not going to be the long-term answer even though the Kings changed his contract to make him be the full-time coach before letting him go a couple of months later yeah you know, like I said just weird stuff but you figured back then that Mark Jackson was going to be the Kings coach at some point. Instead, the Kings were, or Vivek became kind of infatuated, enthralled, whatever words you want to do with hiring George Carl. There was a big social media push from fans who wanted to see George Carl as the coach. And that kind of started the joke in and out the organization that if you want to see which way the Kings are going, just check Twitter because if you get enough support on Twitter, Vivek will go along with it. So I'll, get, I'll say this about this situation right here. If the Kings go with Mark Jackson, it's definitely not because of social media. Definitely not because the fans, uh, large, even members of the media have been vocally against Mark Jackson being hired. And it's a little different world for me. I mean, I'm a, this is where I feel like I'm my get off my lawn old man moment because I, I'm not used to so many people in the media not being happy before something even happened. And kind of the state their displeasure, but hey, it is what it is. But I'll say I'll I'll say this though too as well. You know, not only would a Mark Jackson hire, you know, mean that Vivek isn't allowing the outside voices, and you know, and he truly isn't going along with what the fans and social media says he should do. It would also be a breakaway, possibly from what some people have kind of characterized and thought was Vivek's obsession with what would the Warriors do because they'd be hiring some. He'd be hiring someone the Warriors actually fired. And on top of that, someone that didn't make a lot of friends <laughs> on his way out of the door with the Warriors. So take with that, you know, say what you will about that. That could be a positive situation for, you know, for the Kings, if it means that Vivek is operating on his own. Problem with that, of course, is that Vivek has had several coaches who've had warrior ties. Uh, Michael Malone was a warrior, was a former warrior assistant. Luke Walton was a former warrior assistant. Alvin Gentry was a former warrior assistant. And don't forget, back in the day, George Carl even coached the Warriors, even though that predates Vivek and the uh, current Warriors ownership group. It's just so maybe, just maybe. 
the fact that the Warriors aren't gung ho about you know maybe not maybe there's people there who aren't gung ho behind Mark. That might be a good sign that the Vivek is you know doing some free thinking and saying I'm gonna I'm gonna do what's best for my team because Mark you know definitely has had his uh, issues in terms of kind of I mean, I'll call them perception issues. And these are stories that I've been told by people, the, the idea that, you know, and some have been verified, I believe, you know, the idea that Mark would schedule, you know, team activities around his ability to get back to church where he was a minister. The You know, uh, Andrew Bogut, I believe, was famously known to kind of resent the religious aspect of Mark. And we're to a point they said some players felt like the best way to get more playing time was to go to church. <laughs> I think that's kind of cold, but hey, that's how some people felt. You know, and Mark had the off-the-court off extortion situation, which more than anything, it to me, it wasn't about, it's not about his coaching. It means he's a man and men do dumb things sometimes when it terms of Women stepping out on their wives, so on and so forth. And if we're going to hold a man's infidelity against him in pro sports, I'm going to tell you right now, we have, we're going to have a very small league, <laughs> a very small league of players, whatever, whatever the case may be. But when you look at uh, what Mark does bring, I, I can explain uh, in my from what I see why. He makes the most sense of this trio or maybe the duo at this point. Number one, for all the talk of the criticisms of Mark Jackson as a coach during his Warrior stint, let's not forget that team won 50 games in his last season. And Mark played a big role in the development of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, instilling confidence in those guys. I mean, Mark had a belief in those guys that. Quite frankly, a lot of us thought it was crazy. When he's telling us this is going to be the best shooting backcourt in history, they weren't nearly there yet, but he believed in it and he put that out there, you know, repeatedly. And just maybe he's the guy who can instill, who, who as a former NBA point guard, can connect with De'Aaron Fox to unlock the all-star that we've seen, you know, you know that he's teased he could be. I won't even say flashes because to me it hasn't there haven't been enough of those. It's more of a tease. And he's teased us with all-star ability, all-star talent. But maybe Mark is the guy that taps into that. And secondly, what you look at, whether it be Mark, Mike Brown, or Steve Clifford, all three of them have had a background in establishing a defensive culture wherever they were. And God knows the Kings need that in the absolute worst way. They need a defensive background. They need a defensive foundation. Damn it. They just need some damn defense. Let's just be real. It's just been pathetic for years. It's been terrible. It's been unwatchable. And maybe Mark brings that with him to Sacramento. And to me, that combination of the ties to Vivek now for over a decade. The, you know, on those, on those broadcasts where Jeff Van Gundy randomly decides to eviscerate the Kings, it ain't Mark trashing them, it's Van Gundy. And we all know, for your Kings people, you, the the kind of weird history that the Van Gundy family has with the Kings. If you're not sure about that, 
Google Stan Van Gundy Kings and I believe Kinkos or something like that. You you'll understand. But you look at the Warrior connection. You look at the fact that Mark was successful as a coach. I mean, people keep on saying that he was a terrible coach. And was he perfect? Clearly he wasn't perfect. You no, know, there was a lot of criticism of his offense, that it was you no know, there wasn't enough you know, player ball movement. To me, those are things that can be improved with, you know, with experience and time and if the coach has an open mind. But Mark got results. You know, were they all on him? You know, was he upstairs writing his sermon for Sunday while other folks were coaching? Uh, you know, that was one of the stories about that they said that, you know, Michael Malone was really coaching the team while while Mark would be upstairs, you know, praising the Lord or getting his, you know, getting his, uh, getting ready for his Sunday service. Thing is that last season uh, where the Warriors made the playoffs, Malone was in Sacramento. So Malone didn't help coach that year. So take that all into consideration. The fact that it's been eight years. I mean, I think, you know, Mark, you know, has earned, deserves another shot at the NBA as a coach. And if you're the Kings, who else are you going to get? I don't say that at least in a disrespectful way to, to the Kings, but it's just the reality of the situation. What what are you going to wait around and who are you going to, uh, you know, who else is out there? I know folks have wanted a more extensive approach, you know, or should I say extensive search, but you kind of have to deal, deal, you know, this is what it, it is, what it is. The Kings are clearly going for someone with head coaching experience and a defensive background. And so that's how we got here. So I'm going to sit around and see how it plays out. You know, this is going to be an interesting thing because, of course, this wouldn't be the Kings if there wasn't some weirdness this week to go along with it, too. And that weirdness would be the fact that Joe Dumars, Chief Strategy Officer, I believe was his title, been with the Kings for three years, someone who had been helping with the coaching search, that the NBA announced, yeah, he's leaving. <laughs> he's taking a job with the league to be the, the new Kiki Vandaway, which basically means when someone gets fined, you're going to see Joe Dumars was the guy who's a part of the fine. And why is this kind of funny and ironic to me? I talked to my buddy Mark Stein on you know, Spotify Green Room yesterday about this and or Spotify Live. I probably said it wrong, you know, but talked about that. Just the fact that a few years ago when Joe Dumars was reportedly fined a half a million dollars for leaking confidential league minimos to a reporter, that reporter being uh, Adrian Wojnarowski. And <laughs> so it was just funny to me, maybe I'm just a big old cynic, that the guy who reportedly had to fork over half a million dollars for being for leaking confidential league information is now going to work for the League of the Rules Enforcer. I find that shit hilarious, you know, but maybe because it's the playoffs, maybe because it's what was Woj and people like Woj. I don't know. No one seems to be making a big deal out of that. And to me, is it like, should it be made such a big deal that he doesn't get the job? No. But people are glossing over that, it seems, and I just find that crazy. But the fact that Joe would leave in the middle of the search kind of just shows you that he didn't have the uh, the power that maybe he wanted in the Kings or with the Kings. Even though Joe was a big major voice in getting Vlade Divac out of, you know, 
out the lane, so to speak. It didn't seem like Joe had the ultimate, though, control that he would have wanted. I had been told by some people that Joe didn't necessarily want that, but Joe wanted to be the man that that was reported to on basketball decisions rather than Vivek. I think uh, Sam, my buddy Sam Amick reported that. I had heard, too, that this is going back a year plus ago, that Joe didn't necessarily want to be the, the day-to-day guy, but he wanted to be more of a overall, like, VP. I'm thinking, you know, of a, a Daryl Morey-type role where Elton Brand, I believe, is the GM, but we know that that's the Daryl Morey show. That didn't happen, and Joe was out. You know, he'll be, you know, head of basketball, a, a, a vice president and head of basketball operations with the NBA. So as we count down to what's going to eventually happen with this coaching search, where will the Kings go? Who will they, you know, who will they go to? Or um, almost, almost went with that whole escape line and said, who will they run to? Please forgive me. It, I had some allergy medicine, so I might be a little <laughs> out of there if I'm going to bring that, to, if I was going to hit you with that one. And for some of my youngsters, you probably have no idea who the hell escape is and who, what was I going to refer to. But what I do have for you then is, before we continue to the, my favorite part, we're going to discuss music. I do have a good message from our friends and buddies over at DraftKings. Hey, y'all. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You know what you can do this week? New customers, people like me who don't bet on anything, <laughs> can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets. That's right, $150 in free bets. $150 in free bets. Yeah, If you do that, you look, if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs, what do you do? You go to DraftKings for the same... For same-game parlays, you can do just that. You can create your own parlay by combining multiple pets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, how many fouls will be called in a game with Scott Foster. (laughs) I'm just joking, guys. And more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same-game parlay with three or more legs, and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And know what? We're back to the show. Okay, now that, like I said, you know, if you want to go out there, you know, try to turn these games into a winner for yourself, DraftKings is there for you. But time for me to get into my favorite part of the show where I give you hip-hop. Now, it's not even insight. Just my picks for the week, what I'm listening to. Maybe a flashback to something. Well, I'm going to start today with a flashback. The day I'm recording this, it's the 30-year anniversary of the release of what's now one of the biggest 
in arena or probably in stadium songs ever. Uh, House of Pain, Jump Around. I saw that on the internet, so maybe it's not the 30 year anniversary exactly today that I'm recording. But either way, just another reminder that hip hop is always going to be a part of sports. So when you hear Jump Around at a game, remember that's hip hop. You are living hip hop at a actually NBA, at an actual NBA game or wherever you're, you're at. Uh, that song was by House of Pain. A bunch of Irish dudes rapping. It was a, it's kind of considered cutting edge to see three white dudes, you know, with a song like that back then. But it was a very Irish music video. If you go check it out, yeah, check it out for those who are a little, who are much younger than me, who have maybe never heard of House of Pain. They've probably heard Jump Around and had no idea where it came from. So that's your flashback for today. But in terms of what's new out, I've got uh, one suggest. I've got two suggestions actually because I haven't hit um, hit you in a couple of weeks. Uh, one, if you want to feel like Freeway Ricky or whoever, whatever, you know, Pablo Escobar, whatever drug dealer alter ego you want to embody, like a lot of rappers do, the new Pusha T is out. Been out for a couple of weeks. Check that out. At the very least, you'll feel like a boss, even if you're not a boss. But the thing I got on repeat right now, and it's kind of, uh, I won't say I'm ashamed or it was odd because, well, hell, I like all types of music, but it's that new, it's that new future album. I believe it was number one in the country. I don't even know how they track what's number one anymore. They don't like really sell records anymore, but it's been playing everywhere. Um, uh, new future. I never liked you. It's my new workout. Um, or should I say my run? My when I go on my old runs, it's my new run soundtrack. It's basically fuckboyism at its best. It's yeah, it's but it's future and it's what you come to expect from him. And he makes he makes basically being a trifling dude to you know sound like a lot of fun because he's rich. And most of us aren't rich and can't be that way. So you go ahead and live vicariously through future. You know, probably my favorite song on the album is Holy Ghost. Uh, it's It makes the lifestyle <laughs> that our boy Future uh, raps about feel like a religion. And he's got some good one-liners, you know. I'm I'm not going to go with GQ and call him the best rapper alive because every time I'm best rapper alive who's active, I'm going to be biased and say Kendrick Lamar. By the way, which he's supposed to drop next week. I haven't listened to his uh his the the song with Anderson Pack yet that he was uh, giving us, but that drops next week. So I'm excited about Kendrick, and when we get back together, I definitely will talk about that album. But w- while you're at it right now, go listen to that future. I know you are already. If you if you ever were a guy who was in these streets, you know, bouncing around from woman to woman, doing what you do, being just a bad person, future has got you. He will take you there, put you in that space and make you feel like, yeah, those were the days. So that's my recommendations for the week. Shout out to DraftKings and the Basketball Podcast Network. I'll be back when the Kings have a new coach, which will probably be pretty soon. And I'm Jason Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. Both places I'm not doing a whole lot of new stuff right now writing wise i'm talking a lot of shit and cracking jokes so we can have fun with that uh you can also find me at theathletic.com for your news and culture stuff that i'm doing again 
This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. I am Jason Jones, and I am out. <laughs>